you are about to experience a message from South Lake Church, a church who gathers together 10.30 a.m. Sunday mornings at Hometown Heroes Park in League City, Texas. And here at South Lake, it's about relationships with Jesus. And we do this as we engage, grow, and share Jesus in our community relationships. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Stay up to date with all that's happening here at South Lake Church. So I am Pastor Rob Bailey here at South Lake Church, and welcome everybody. And we like to do every couple of weeks kind of like a Q&A to talk about all that's going on. In a few moments, we're about to start a new season in the church called Lent. And as we begin Lent and start Lent, I figured it'd be a good idea to do a Q&A and just for people to ask questions, why do we even celebrate it? How can we celebrate? And really, what's the purpose on our hearts and minds? And we're just going to take time together and just, what is Lent? So, any questions that people have for Lent? Any questions that people have for Lent? <laughs> Sue? Ooh, so the question is, do Lutherans believe that we should only eat fish on Fridays? I'll get to that one, I promise. Well, I'm going to work that out. There's a reason for that. Philip, who are Lutherans? That's a good question. Oh, what is Lent? Well, sorry, actually, Philip. So you asked, what are Lutherans? So Lutherans are Christians just like Methodists and Presbyterians and Catholics, we're all Christians. We believe in Jesus. But for Lutherans, we have this idea that God is present with us when we have the Lord's Supper. We believe that when we are baptized, we are tied to his death and resurrection from the cross. As Lutherans, we believe teachings from this guy named Martin Luther 500 years ago in Germany. So, Philip, you being here with us together, you're a Lutheran. I'm a Lutheran. By the way, that's really important. We're both Christians. Because who do we believe in? God, Jesus. And that's what matters. So that's an awesome question. So the question now is, what is Lent? Now, I'm kind of, a lot of people thought I was celebrating either the LSU National Championship or Mardi Gras. I know there's a few in here. Uh, The color for Lent is purple. So starting next week, you're going to see me every Sunday having some shade of purple on as we celebrate and go through Lent. So what is Lent? Well, for the early church, beginning around 200 AD, they took time to celebrate for Easter a time of fasting. And the time period was about 40 days. And you get that number. Anybody know where 40 days might come from? 40 days in the desert? Jesus was 40 days? Who else was supposed to be 40 days? Moses, God's people, which then turned into 40 years. We see this 40 show up a lot. And so people would prepare for Easter with 40 days of fasting. But the other reason why is if somebody was coming new to faith as a Christian, it's not just Lutheran, but as a Christian, a lot of times they'd be spending 40 days in fasting as they would get baptized the Saturday before Easter. So this is how it all starts up. But what's interesting, the word we use for Lent doesn't mean fasting. The word actually is closer to spring. And really it's focused on the idea that this season of the church is during the springtime. So that's where the word Lent comes from. And so as a church, from the beginning, they would celebrate 
Easter with a time of fasting and of prayer. And one of the things we kind of mistake as we talk about this in the church is that when we say fasting, normally there's prayer with it. And a lot of times when people are talking about prayer, there's some kind of fasting. A lot of times they go hand in hand. So Lent is then that time for people who are coming new to faith, as well as Christians, all Christians, to fast and pray on the death and resurrection of Jesus. Now, the question becomes, are there ways to celebrate it? Yes, there are. And one of the ways to celebrate, to uh, live out Lent, some church bodies do not eat meat on Fridays. So what's with that? Well, one reason is that if you're trying to fast and trying to do something that makes you do something you don't really normally do, one way is to uh, choose not to select certain foods. And so some church bodies select not eating meat on Fridays as a way of fasting and of showing their faith. Now, it might be a little cynical. It also might have been at that time period, the fishmongers wanted more sales, and so the church made a rule. But the point being, when you hear somebody who's not eating meat on a Friday, it's a way to just take time to fast. Because who here likes a hamburger? Yeah. Who here likes brisket? Yeah. So now to purposely say there's a day where I won't touch meat, it's a way for you to practice your faith. So you know what? I'm going to fast that day. But luckily, you can still eat meat. Uh, I mean, fish. I'm from Chicago, so one of the fast food places is called Portillo's. So if you get tired of the fish filet sandwich, you can have egg and pepper sandwich. That's delicious. Uh, but that is a way for people to live out their faith. So is it okay to do that? Absolutely. As Lutherans, can you do that? Sure. Do you have to? No. But that's one of the reasons why the uh, church bodies do that. So it's a great question to ask, because again, it's how we live out our faith. Any other questions about Lent or what we're doing? Ooh, so the question is, when I say fasting, does that only mean for food? Praise the Lord, no. So fasting is talking about taking the time to sustain from something. So one of the, time, one of the ways we see it throughout Scripture, though, typically is food. But you can sustain, and I can tell you what's more addicting than food. Anybody know that it's hard for some people to fast? Sugar? Yes, cell phones, Facebook. There are pe- mm-hmm, technology. So there are some people who will do a fast from uh, Facebook. Now, since we're streaming, I mean, we're posting on Facebook, I'd hope everybody's still on Facebook checking it out. Um, but there are different ways to fast. One of them is actually putting up your phone for a t- set of time period. Anybody, you feel embarrassed, don't have to raise your hand. Anybody ever fast like chocolate or sweets? Yeah, tried. Thank God there's forgiveness. Uh, We kind of pick different things that we want to stop, and normally chocolates and sweets are one of them. And I was talking with somebody this morning, because she shared with me that she she saw my post on Facebook about what is Lent. So she actually started Googling it and looking things up. And she realized that when she gives up chocolate, that's not actually what it means to fast. I'm like, you're absolutely right. But then I told her, you can fast with chocolate. Well, how do I do that? So let's say we talk about cell phones or technology. 
This whole point goes back to what Jesus says in our scriptures. So let's talk about that for a second. So Jesus is doing what's known as the Sermon of the Mount. He's giving this beautiful speech in Matthew to a crowd of hundreds, if not thousands of people listening. Is this from Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, and then chapter 7? This is one of the most gut-wrenching sermons you can hear because what Jesus does is not tell people if you do the right things, you're good. He tells them, even if you do the right things, if, if your heart's corrupted, it doesn't matter. So all the rules, all those laws you see in the Old Testament, you could follow all of them. But if your heart's not in the right place, then you're still missing the target. And that's what's the struggle here. And our reading today is actually talking about people doing this spiritual practice of fasting, a spiritual practice of being uh, sensible with your money, a spiritual practice of uh, not just in fasting, but turning away from certain things in life. Jesus calls out there's right ways and wrong ways to do that. So first off, he does fasting. So again, throughout Scripture, fasting is a normal thing people do. And he says is, a lot of uh, religious leaders, so think pastors. Our, our term of day is pastors, uh, Facebook gurus, people who s- speak all kinds of spiritual truths, would love to, back then, they're called Pharisees and Sadducees, they would fast. But let's face it, if you fast for 24 hours, do you look really famished? Typically, no. You might be drained, you might be tired, but nobody would look at you and be like, you're fasting. But if you're doing this to show your faith, you want people to recognize it. So what they would do is they would put on makeup, put on clothes, and help people notice from a distance that, oh yeah, that person's fasting. Do you think that brings glory to God that you're allowing people to say, like, that person's doing some kind of spiritual discipline? No, because the whole point of that spiritual discipline, when I use that word discipline, that spiritual practice, is to help your heart, your mind, be focused on God. So Jesus is not saying fasting's bad here. What he's saying is, for those who like to put on a show that you're doing it, you're missing the boat. So when you are fasting, do your best to look good, good, put on oil, comb her hair, put on your best clothes, and make it so that nobody else knows you're doing it, except for your father. Second thing he talks about, generosity. Now he talks about the fact that when it comes to money, we like to hold on to it. Now, is money a bad thing? No. It's an object. It has a purpose. But how our hearts look at money, is that typically upside down and backwards? Yeah. What happens is our hearts want that money. Our hearts want to do that. And Jesus is warning people, don't focus on things you can buy with money. By the way, doing things for other people and buying things for them, it's the same thing. I know it sounds like it's all about buying good ATVs, or of course down here it'd be more like uh, ski boats. He's not talking about just buying luxuries. It's realizing that the money you have, that if you feel you need to spend it for other things here on earth, you're missing the boat. Even if you have good heart intention, that's not the point of money. In fact, what he says is, put your heart back on God 
focus on the treasures in heaven, everything else will be taken care of. So again, in our reading today, Jesus is taking a good thing like giving alms and giving money and making a point that that's all you're doing is just giving it for other people. You're missing the boat. It's about relationship with your father. And he goes deeper. Now he actually talks about the heart. Now for a lot of people in the Middle East in this time period, your eyes, was sort of, your eyes were sort of like the door to your soul. When you look into somebody, you can see who they are just by looking into their eyes. And Jesus is making a point that if your heart is full of darkness, guess what your eyes will show? Darkness. And the only thing that will change it is not what you do, what you give, but the light that comes in from the Father. Focusing on Him, who He is. And the reason why He's sharing all of this, and He ties it up by saying with your heart, it's going to be focused on the external things. Especially money. So as a church, then, how do we live out the teachings of Jesus? Well, we do that with... For example, with Lent, we take time to fast. We take time to just give up those things that our hearts keep us from God and put them back on him. So for some people, it's eating fish on a Friday. It might be taking a fast during the day. So just to share with you, with, I guess maybe I'm breaking the rules here, uh, Mondays are now a time for me to fast. And there's a reason for that I've learned in my experience doing this. When you don't eat, do you feel full of energy? No. Do you feel tired? Yes. I might like to be very sarcastic. Now, we all know about being hangry, right? Once you get past that hangry stage, you get to a point where you just mellow out. And I've learned that as I fast, that if I need to speak up and say something, I don't have the energy for it. Which means I have to hope people do it for me. And what I've learned is that there's people in my life right now that are speaking up, that are asking questions, that are handling things. Which means I don't have to. Which means I'm no longer in control. This has been a, it's been the last couple of weeks I've been trying this out. It's been a really interesting journey. But that's one of the ways that I'm living it out. And I do that typically from dinner to dinner. So to help you explain some ways to fast, you can do dinner to dinner, which I recommend if you're starting off. What that means is you eat dinner, then you just drink water, you sleep through half the, you know, for eight, nine hours, or let's face it, six to seven. Wake up, I'm still weak, so I need some coffee. Then I have water and coffee for the rest of the day, and then by dinner time, I can eat. So that's a 24-hour fast. For some others, you might want to do morning the morning, which that's, now that takes some dedication. Because then that last part, they were really hungry, at least you're trying to sleep through it. For others, fasting might be a type of food. So it might be chocolate. It might be something you really want to eat. I know down here, especially during Mardi Gras, king cake might be something you might want to stay away from. Uh, but then, how do we live out what Jesus says? How do we live out and experience this idea that there's ways to misuse this? Kind of going back to Ms. Carolyn's question then, ways to fast, and that is this next 40 days, and you take time to just give up something, when you have that urge, take time to be in prayer. So for those who need to take a step away from email, well, email for work, but maybe Facebook, 
it's not just turning off Facebook or deleting it off your phone that's really the Lent fasting. But every time you have that urge, take time to be in prayer. It might be, dear Lord, keep me from pressing a like or starting to scroll. It might be for giving up sweets. Every time you see a sweet or you smell it, Lord, keep my heart focused on you right now. So in a sense, you're using your fasting as a time to also be a prayer. And again, it doesn't have to be hours of prayer. It's just focusing on those different times of temptation, a way to then focus your heart back on God. So my encouragement for everybody here, I would love for you to practice Lent with us. Don't have to, that's not a mandate. But to do that is to just give up something that you feel that you really want to do and use that time or that thought to be focused back on him. So other questions about Lent, things you might be thinking about right now just hearing this are, um, any other thoughts? All right. So Lent where the term actually comes from is the great fast. So it is about fasting. It's a period of fasting then right before Easter starts. And so that's why we, uh, we look at that. It actually starts on Ash Wednesday for this year. It's February 26th. And that's going to sound confusing. It's 40 days. How that works out is that it goes Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You skip Sundays. And you do six days each week. And so over a six and a half time period, you hit 40 days. Now for the church, for those who maybe have been going to church in the rest of your, uh, from all of your life, does anybody know how the church celebrates Lent? Because the church actually fasts from something. Does anybody know what it is? So when they sing songs in church during Lent, they skip a word. Hallelujah. Or if you're Hebrew, hallelujah. Yeah. They actually don't say it for the next six and a half weeks. Not because the word's bad, but they, because we're saying not saying it, when Easter comes, it's a big day of shouting and proclaiming. And, uh, but that's how the church fasts, actually, is by not saying a word during the service. Now, another thing we do is Ash Wednesday, which is on next Wednesday for all of us. It's a time where we remember that we're all broken, that we struggle, that Christ came to die for us because, you know what? We can't figure it out. And at Gloria Day, our mother church that's been a part of this, they actually have a service 7 p.m. over there this week to get ashes. So a lot of people ask, why do we do ashes with a cross on our foreheads? It's remember that from, from dust that you came, dust you shall return. And the only thing that keeps that relationship with God going is the love and death and resurrection of Jesus. So that's why we do that there. Then we start Holy Week. So Holy Week is not a part of Lent. It's more about a celebration. We'll have Palm Sunday, which we celebrate Jesus coming to Jerusalem, and all these people were excited. There's this thing called Monday Thursday, which is we remember when Jesus instituted the first Last Supper, communion. It's also a night which was betrayed. Good Friday is where we celebrate or remember that Jesus died on the cross. Here at South Lake, we're going to do a Good Friday campfire worship. We're going to gather together around a fire. We're going to do some Bible readings and some songs. So keep that posted for April 10th. And then uh, two and a half days later, that Sunday, we're going to have a Sun is Risen service. 
We're going to be over at the uh, Sportsplex here in League City, and we're going to celebrate Easter together. So this is how this whole season comes together. So some exciting things happening here at South Lake. Any other questions or things you might be thinking about when it comes to Lent? Pretty much had all the uh, pre-questions. Anything else? People's hearts or minds? All right. So as Christians, we have a right in understanding how we celebrate our faith. We have the scriptures, and we also have our church traditions. Some churches have started their own traditions, and for them, it's not, Lent is not a part of that tradition. Uh, it doesn't mean it's against prayer or fast or anything like that. It's just not part of their traditions. Uh, and so each church that you go to, so again, we're Lutheran, that's our denomination. It's always good to check up the history of what those churches believe and what they do. So for us... It might sound, it sound like we're Catholic because we came from the Catholic Church. It's just a way to continue our faith and live it out. But if you have friends who don't celebrate it, it's not like they're missing anything. It's just simply a different way of living out your faith on this journey we have together. And that's why here at South Lake, we encourage people together as we experience and live Lent. Yes, because that's how the math works. No, um, <laughs> that's a question I don't know. I would love to go back to the church fathers and be like, how it works. Honestly, I think it's because of the math. Uh, so yes, so we skip Sundays. Now, does that mean you can cheat that day? That's with you and God. Uh, but typically, that's how it works. So it's six days of Lent fasting, and you get Sunday for worship, and you repeat, and you do that six times. Oh, okay. So why do they even do this whole fasting thing. And so the reason why is as the church was first starting, people were becoming Christians, right? Nobody ever heard of this Jesus. People had to share it with them. A lot of them were Jewish, but also a lot of them were when it was Gentiles or Greeks or Romans. And so as they heard this, they got excited to be a part of it. We also had to help people understand what this faith is all about for the first time. So Lent was a time for people to take time to study and to learn more about it. So that fast and prayer comes into play to help you understand who God is. And then again, on that Saturday before Easter, there'd be baptisms for all the new believers. And so that's all part of the season. Now, I'm wearing a color purple. So here's some other extra things. Anybody want to know what the color of Christmas is? Blue. By the way, white's the day of Christmas, good answer. Red and white, I mean red and green, those are colors we see all over the time of Christmas. The season of Advent is blue. I find that, that was a trick question there. Yeah, so it's blue. Originally with the church, it was also purple. Because Lent and Advent for Christmas was a time of fasting. And purple is special because purple, anybody know what purple really uh, points to? That, see? It's royalty. So it's the idea of waiting for Christ, for Jesus, to come as our king to do either to die for us or be born. But then it gets confusing with the colors. They're both purple, so a lot of churches have now done blue, navy blue, or royal blue, for Advent. So that's how we celebrate it. Now the last fun one for you, it's more of an Easter one, but has anybody noticed that Easter changes every year? Yes. 
Yes. Now, the reason for that is that for Christians and for the Jewish people, their months were lunar. That's how their months started. What holiday goes with Easter from, the Jew, from our Jewish brothers and sisters? Passover. Passover. Which means that Saturday, typically, what's on ABC? What movie? The Ten Commandments. So, with uh, Passover and Easter, those are based off a Jewish holiday. That is normally in the month of Nisan. And how that works, Easter is celebrated the second Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. So another way to put it, after March 20th, when spring starts, 14 days, the first Sunday after the full moon shows up is Easter. So that's how they determine it. So you can look at what Easter's going to be for the next like 30, 40, 50 years, how that all works. Which leads to one more question for today. Does anybody realize that other Christians don't celebrate Easter at the same time? Uh, Greek Orthodox, Orthodox churches. What that has to do is when they first started Easter, there was what's known as a schism between the Eastern and Western churches. Do you celebrate Easter on a specific day or on Sunday? So that was the first big argument. Well, one of the first big arguments in the churches was, what day do you celebrate Easter? We celebrate it on a Sunday. Here's the second issue. Which calendar do you use? See, at the time of Jesus, they had the Julian calendar, named off of who? Julius Julius Caesar. Well, they realized, as things go forward, that calendar was off by about 20-something days. So we have now what's called the Gregorian calendar, which is what our calendar today follows. So we're still based off the Gregorian calendar. But Orthodox churches still use the calendar from the day of Jesus when they calculate everything. So that's why those are off. Now, hopefully you've heard today the key thing of all of Lent is about how we share and experience our faith. We have one Lord who died for us, one Lord who risen for us. That's the Lord who we share others with. But that's really the whole point of Lent is to spend time to have our hearts and minds focused on who Jesus is. And with all the distractions in our life, a great way to work through that is to fast. And my encouragement for you, if you join us in fasting, make sure you take time to be in prayer, especially when those urges show up. Again, whether it be your your belly or wanting to click on Facebook or whatever that is in your life. Because again, this is about him. And that's some good news. Amen? Amen. Thank you for taking time to hear a message from South Lake Church. And as we engage, grow, and share Jesus together, make sure to click subscribe on your favorite player. Way to stay up to date that's all happening here at South Lake Church here in League City, Texas.